I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. Hey everybody, it's Money Stuff with Moms again. I'm here with Megan. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, who we are and how we how we got here and why the heck we do what we do. Uh, why? What is it for you, Megan? Like, what's, what's your motivation? Why do you, you know, we both have a lot of stuff on the go clients and like got a website and we got different offers and Facebook groups and you know like all the different things um and what is it for you that interests you or motivates you to do all of this stuff I think that for me I just think we add a different flavor to the whole money conversation Mm -hmm. we can create content and provide advice that is more real, but also can have some empathy with the stage of life that other people are going through because we ourselves are also going through it. Mm -hmm. And with the mindset that there is no one right way, like (laughs) we've recorded a bunch of podcasts already. And like of the few that we've done already, we don't the two of us, even as similar as we are, don't agree on the exact right path for a specific decision. And so it just goes to show that every single personal finance decision is personal, which is both mm-hmm. annoying <laughs> you and beautiful. <laughs> so cliche. You can see it. I'm looking at her over video while we're recording this and you can see it in her face, like the yeah. cliche saying personal finance is personal, um, but it's true. It's true. It's and true. and like, I'm the kind of person where I'm just like, give me the steps, tell me the metrics for success. I will follow your checklist. I will do the things. Mm-hmm. And it is really annoying when it's like, well, it depends. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it shouldn't depend, but it, I'm at a different stage of life than maybe I'm 38 and there might be other 38 year olds in a different stage of life. It's like, it isn't always age dependent. Um, So that's one of the things that I think makes us different, but also motivates me to keep going is because Mm. I am 10 steps ahead of some people, but I'm also a really good student and I can absorb the things from people who are 10 steps ahead of me, think about them, digest them, and then Mm -hmm. share them with other people in a easier way to understand than maybe some others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I um, have this really strong um, opinion that 
moms in particular, I mean, parents in general, but moms in particular um, are really freaking good at a lot of things. Um, and we're really, really good at a lot of the, like the household and, and family management tasks. We're also really good at whatever career or industry we're in. Um, and I think that to expect us to also be an expert in financial planning um, and asset allocation and, you know, like all the, the, the jargon words that I can think of right now um, is just not fair. And I would say the same thing for dads, but I'm not a dad. Um, you're not a dad. So um, to expect anybody to also be an expert in this um, is totally unreasonable. Um, and when I go looking for this type of content, I generally land in one or two categories um, and bless the hearts of those who create that content because there are listeners and there are people who want that content and it is awesome and valid. Uh, but I tend to land in one of two categories. One is like pretty heavily technical that is gonna take me a couple of hours to understand, digest, do my own research to see how I actually think about, you know, whatever topic. Um, it's pretty technical, pretty jargony, um, maybe spreadsheety or, um, you know, different stock market symbols and ratios. <laughs> and there's that side of things. And then there's clipping coupons. Um, and I just find that most of the moms that I spend time with, either my friends or my clients, we are in the middle. We don't want the highly technical because we got too much other crap going on to digest that all. It's not that we are not intelligent enough. It's that our bandwidth is maxed. But we want more than collecting coupons. We want something in the middle. And so I love having these conversations. Some of them, um, you know, they're over my head. I don't even understand some other money conversations that I find myself in because they are on, the, on that really technical side. Um, and uh, I love the conversations in the middle that give me just a little bit more perspective. Um, they give me like one little nugget, one little tip that I can implement. Um, or like you were, you were referencing, like, give me a checklist, um, give me a system to follow. And, uh, and I think that most amazingly talented, crazy busy moms say the same thing. They're smart enough, they're intelligent enough, they're capable enough to understand the highly technical but their bandwidth is maxed and they need more than clipping coupons. The other element in play when you talk about bandwidth and that it's not that they lack the intelligence, they they have the intelligence. It's just like the mental load of mm -hmm. carrying all the decisions, but also implementing all of the planning. So like when it even when, when I think about coupons, I think what a like if I'm gonna buy that product anyways, why wouldn't I save an extra dollar? Absolutely. Well, because that takes mental load. <laughs> so now you have to look for the coupon, mm -hmm. you have to clip it or add it to your phone, or I also don't do coupons, so I don't know a lot about it. 
Um, then you have to remember to bring it with you. Yeah. So now if you go to the grocery I can't remember store, to bring my reusable bag. Do you think I'm gonna remember my coupons? Or even the list <laughs> of the products that you want to the store in the first place oh. for. So now it's like the idea is a great idea. Let's let's start coupon couponing. And then it's the execution. That's just mm-hmm. like, well, that's just too much mental load, to be fair. Um yeah. And there's yeah. so many, many things like that when it comes to your finances, because it's not just your budget. It's also your account structures. It's also um, the way that you save, the debt that you have. There's just so many, many frameworks within the whole element of finances. Mm-hmm. And then one person is supposed to be kind of doing that for your family. It's just a lot. And a lot it's a lot and you want to understand it but you also only have capacity for so much you know technical talk and um so I can completely I mean I love the technical yeah (laughs) you're you're much better at the technical I could I could dive into the technical it's the implementation for me so it's like Mm -hmm. I want to know all the things it's just when it comes to the implementation it's like I know I should be doing that but I just no not today yeah. Um, so yeah. It's, a, it's about shifting that mental load and the bandwidth that you do have. Yeah, um, absolutely. And when it comes to finances, it's really easy to feel totally overwhelmed. Yeah, I think um, we didn't have this on our uh, list to talk about what what's really, um, I'm curious, what's really coming up for me. I'm curious if you have an opinion or a a, uh, hypothesis on why it's shifted so much over the last you know two generations from husbands and you know the the men managing finances over to the women do you have a hypothesis on why that has happened so strongly I actually have never really thought about it Mm -hmm. um but that is something really interesting to percolate on I'm the my first instinct and I don't know if it's like you know the the f the patriarchy in me or whatever (laughs) um but it's just maybe we're better at it (laughs) I think so so I mean there is a lot of data out there showing Uh, that women investors are achieving better returns mm -hmm. and I think that I mean it could be it I don't know. It may may not be a gender thing. It may just be that a coincidence. It could be. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it also, so it could be that we are just better at it. And so when when things are going smoother, you stick with them. Mm -hmm. It could also be the fact that as women, we do need financial independence. And so by taking over that role in our families, we're assuring ourselves that we are aware of what's going on and we are independent should anything change. Mm -hmm. Just an idea. I don't know. I have no idea. What do you think? I think that, um, like, if I take, like, my grandfathers, for example, and the time that they lived in and um what they did for work and try to picture you know what life would have been like back then um 
they had like one employer who handed them a paper paycheck and then they walked it to the bank and they had like their main banker and they handed their one paycheck to their one banker um, who offered them a checking or a savings account. Like that's all that there was. <laughs> um, if they invested the money, there was few options, stocks, mutual funds, real estate. Um, they had to buy it through somebody else. They usually would buy it like through one person. Um, there was very few options. Now there's website, there's debit cards, there's pin numbers, there's passwords, there's all of, there's so many different products available. There's, um, we have so many more bills to pay than they did back then. Um, and most of us know that stereotypically women are better at multitasking. Men are stereotypically better at having blinders on and getting a task done. And I just think that it's such a busy world now that we are better at handling it all. Um, however, that is 100% to our detriment as well as our benefit um, in that we have this like burnout happening because not only do I think we're better at it on paying our bills and getting the money into our TFSA or RSP and booking the meeting with the financial advisor and asking about life insurance for kids when we have babies and you know like all of these different things that moms tend to do like all those those tasks we're also better at meal planning. We're also better at doing laundry while we're running our kids to soccer. We're also better at like multitasking in all of those different areas, um, calling the fridge repairman and being there. Well, you know, and <laughs> Megan had a fridge repairman over this morning. Um, and, <laughs> and in the, uh, well, you should share, Megan, what was it like when the fridge repairman came over this morning? Well, it's one of those decisions where you hope it was a good one. I don't yeah. know. It's, uh, and it was just one of the decisions that I had to make. Yeah. And now it you was... also have to clean up the plant that your puppy spilt over and like all of those things, right? Yeah. Like, and like, maybe you're like, somebody's going to come home sick from school and like just all the things. It's like women are just we're really good at multitasking. Um, and it's to our, to our detriment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, that's my theory is that there's, there's too many debit cards and pin numbers and websites and passwords for, uh, for a lot of the dudes to keep track of these days. So if you're a dude listening to this, I, uh, I certainly don't mean that as a <laughs> no shade in, in your direction. Um, if, uh, if that is how you operate, I know that you are probably, not probably, that you are very, very good at other areas. <laughs> so if this is uh, a weakness, I, I do not mean to say that there's not a, an equal and uh, equally valuable strength <laughs> that, uh, that you possess. I'm also wondering if maybe it is a generational thing in that typically women live longer than men. And mm. so maybe there's parents like mothers grandmothers who were left without their spouse mm -hmm. and had to figure it out and then that 
daughter saw their mother go through that and was like, that's never going to happen to me. And then they started taking on more. And then it just slowly generationally was like, got shifted where I don't know. That's a really interesting question. I do think that that has an impact for sure. Um, And what's interesting about that is the pendulum has swung in the complete other direction. And now I have husbands saying, I don't know any of the passwords. I don't know where our investments are. I don't know where our insurance policy is. Yeah. Um, it is completely opposite uh, it, to and I've, generations. I've seen that too. So my grandmother passed away three years ago mm-hmm. and it was unexpected. She was in her 80s, but she was very healthy and it was very unexpected and sudden. Mm-hmm. And she had a little folder for my grandpa that had all of their wills, life insurance policies. I mean, he was involved in a lot of those decisions because he was a business owner Mm -hmm. and she worked for Canada post. So like she had her pension and he had his business stuff, but she had a little folder and in the Mm -hmm. folder was all the people he had to call all the Um, documents he would need to bring to them, like their marriage certificate, like everything was super hyper organized. And so when she did pass, thank God she had that folder so that my aunts and my dad and all the things could come together and help my grandpa figure out how to pay the bills. Like, like they were, they obviously don't have a mortgage anymore, but like who pays the property taxes? (laughs) Like, is that auto pay? What bank account does it come from? Um, All those little things. She had it all organized in this little red folder. And so the pendulum has swung where it is almost like one person is the CFO of the house, Mm -hmm. maybe in more houses than not, it's the woman now, but uh, for the other person, it gave them the luxury of maybe not having to worry about that it could be the opposite effect that the, everything is in disarray and they are just you know nonchalantly going about their lives having no yeah. idea um that's a real thing yeah that is a real thing and so mm-hmm. it's this give and take of are things going the right way is the person in our household who's most equipped to help this doing it is it more of a partnership um but yeah it's a really interesting conversation on how that has evolved over the past few generations mm-hmm. and what caused it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll percolate on that and see if we can come up with anything else. And if, uh, if anybody's listening who has a, a hypothesis, uh, let us know, send us, send us a message and I because just, go ahead. I would love to also hear on what they think is the ideal situation. So is the ideal situation that if you are in a relationship that both people are 50, 50 involved, or is it, do you think it's better that it's just one person doing all the day-to-day things, but for big picture things and for the overall plan, it's kind of a mutual, but in terms of the little micro steps throughout the days, weeks, and months, that it's just one person kind of pushing the needle there. I'm curious to know, like, because I'm always fascinated by people who either put their, if they're in a relationship, have one pot of money, everything is communal money versus you have your money, I have my money, but we share this. 
I always find, because there is no wrong way, but I'm always fascinated on why did you pick that way? What do you like best about it? Why does it work for you? Why does it work for you is what I'm always so curious about, because I don't care how people do things. Whatever works for you is awesome. Um, But yeah, like, why does that system work so well for you? What, what pieces of it? Because then we can, you know, glean some things from their experience and inject it into, into other experiences. Um, so yeah, if you, if yeah. anybody listening, you know, if you've, if you've got something to share on this topic, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, and I think to wrap up, we, we started talking about why, like, why do we bother? Like, what is, what is the point and how did we get here? Right. How we got here is that this is us. Um, and why do we do it is because this is a conversation that seems to happen, um, on one side or, or the other, or it doesn't happen at all. And this is our way of just bringing some of these conversations up, um, in, a, a really, you know, kind of no fluff, um, uh, mom to mom or friend to friend way. If that yeah. makes sense. I, yeah. uh, and non, no judgment. So like yeah. not only contributing to the conversation, but everybody's contribution as value, whether it's different from what we're doing. Um, cause we want to know why is it working for you? Because we can all do better when we all know better. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's a great place to end. We do better when we know better. So uh, we'll see everybody in the next episode. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money, either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing, like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the side.